For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, guys and gals? Back at it again with another 20th and Blake podcast, part of MyHighSports.com. I'm your host, Luke Zalman, once again. Um, me and my partner, Nilo Piro, tend to tag team these. Um, I got this one. He'll have one this weekend. So for those of you looking forward to Nilo Piro getting back on the mic, be sure to listen in this weekend. Um, Rockies still rolling a little bit. No, no worries so far in Colorado for Bud Black and company. But game one of the series was probably not probably not ideal um, as far as starting pitching goes. Uh, Tyler Anderson got destroyed once again. Uh, three innings, four hits, five earned runs, three walks, and four Ks. Um, luckily for him, the bullpen was lights out, and especially Chad Bettis. And Neil's going to have a feature coming up on Chad Bettis soon, and his role to his move to the bullpen should I say, um, and he really embraced that role last night, goes three innings, um, didn't allow a hit, I mean, was just, was phenomenal for them, I mean, they can't ask for much more from him, um, the lineup did pretty well, uh, three for four for Marinato, great day from him, he got a home run for his thousandth hit, um, he's always a man of timing, it seems like, um, he also passed Troy Tulowitzki on the doubles list all time last night, um, was able to get his 225th, I believe. Um, and then Reynolds knocks in a home run. Tapia gets a late-inning late insurance home run. And the Rockies really were able to bring out the power. That's something that they were missing so bad early in the season. And now they're really starting to get it together. Um, Story went 2-4 as well. Um, he extends that hitting streak to 11 games. Extended it to 12 games tonight. Um, so pretty pretty good performance outside of the starting pitching um chad bettis was lights out rest of the bullpen lights out only two hits no runs and six innings um you can't ask for much more if you're bud black especially when your starter goes out so early um and chad bettis was i think the biggest part of that um the rockies now i guess after tonight have won seven of their last nine um pretty pretty good game um last night was the first win of their season when they were when they allowed four or more runs in a game um there were previous well now they're one in ten um not great but they were able to pull that one out finally get that monkey off their back a little bit um it was their third come from behind win this season um after trailing after that three run fourth from the nats um overall pretty pretty decent performance um all around and tonight, tonight was tonight was a little bit of a a little bit of a step step back, if you will. Um, they lose six six to three. Um, the score was kind of the score was kind of weird considering, um, DJ Johnson walked in two in the final inning, had bases loaded. Um, but luckily for him, his ERA was six point two three before those two walks, and it didn't go up because they were both inherited runs. So I guess you can look at inherited runners to blame for that one. 
Um, ERA isn't going to go up whatsoever. It's actually going to go down considering he got some outs, didn't allow any earned runs. Um, but yeah, he wasn't great. He was really wide of the zone, looked a little bit flustered. Um, and he had a very good chance. He, he threw, they were, it was a five, three lead and he threw a pitch to Juan Soto that he fouled off his shin. Juan Soto was down for a while and that was kind of a prime opportunity it's kind of it's kind of rough to say, but that was a prime opportunity for him to strike him out. 3-2 count, and then he walks him. Um, if a hitter just nailed a ball off his shin, was struggling to even stand back up, you you got to throw a strike in that situation. I don't I don't see any way around it. You have to be able to find a way to get the ball in the zone, and then he hits Howie Kendricks next. Um, just not great. Not not a great night for DJ Johnson. Um, they kind of don't have many options besides him. Um, Yancy Almonte could always get a call once again. Um, but overall, just another rough outing from DJ Johnson. Um, on the other end of things, Jeff Hoffman actually pitched pretty well, which was kind of surprising considering how terrible he was in the minors. I mean, an ERA north of 10 in three appearances in the minors, he was terrible for the isotopes so far this year but he goes five innings allows six hits four earned struck out six and didn't walk a single batter which was which was a good sign for him and his command um but on the other end of his command he was hanging curveballs nearly all night and it got him in trouble especially especially in his third inning when he allowed that three-run double to when he allowed the three-run double to victor robles um, just not great for him. He hung a slider or hung a curveball, excuse me, and it was it was it was a rough night for him. Um, overall, some things that went well in the first two innings. That curveball was vicious. He was he had three Ks in the first two innings. wasn't allowing any contact really. Um, great first two innings, and then he has that rough third. Bud Black comes out, talked to him for a while actually on the mound. It was a pretty one sided. I don't know if you could call it a conversation because it was so one-sided, but a pretty one-sided talk. Um, and after that, he was able to settle down again, um, throw, you know, two more scoreless innings. That was that was good to see, I think, from him, especially from Buddy Black's point of view. Um, I don't see a way that he stays up. He's probably going to get demoted. Um, once again, it was more just a spot start for Kyle Freeland, who just went on the injured list um, with that left middle finger blister which shouldn't be anything reoccurring. He said he's had him since high school. He said it's no big deal. Um, and he's already starting to throw bullpens and side sessions. Um, so he should come back right after that stints up when they play the Brewers in Milwaukee. Um, at the plate, though, Rymel Tapia once again hits a home run. Um, today's was a deep shot to right center into the bullpen. Just a great swing. Um, a lot better than last night's home run. I guess all homers, you know, are created equal. They all equate to runs. But last night's was right down the line, a wall scraper. This one was a shot. Um, 426, um, just a great hit. And it, it enabled him to extend his home run streak. Three straight games now. Um, obviously, the one that started that streak was an inside the parker. Um, so he's been he's been playing great. He also had an amazing field and an amazing play in left field. Um, dove into the stands, was able to was able to steal a, a pop fly from Jan Gomes, and then in left field he was able to jump up and steal another one later in the game. Um, he played really well. 
they, and they need that. I mean, they have Blackman, they have Desmond. Um, Dahl sat out tonight. Nothing, nothing wrong with him. Just a routine rest day. Um, but for them to be able to rest some of their veterans, especially Ian Desmond when he struggles, um, Rymel Tapia being successful is a very big part of that. Um, so it was nice to see him be able to put together another really good game. Um, overall, the lineup. The lineup did decent. They were 0 for, 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Not great. They left 5 on base. Um, they had their opportunities. Um, Story hits a leadoff double in the 8th. Um, and they weren't able to push him through. Nolan Nolan flies out quickly. Mark Reynolds strikes out. Um, not You at least... Excuse me. Nolan grounds out. Uh, wasn't able to advance him. It was a grounder to the left side. Um, and then Mark Reynolds strikes out, and then they brought in Doolittle to face McMahon. Um, they had a prime opportunity down by only one run in that inning to be able to finally come back and put it away. Um, they weren't able to. It was kind of a discouraging side, I'm sure, for Bud Black and company. Um, overall, the last two games, decent starting pitching, at least in the latest game. Tyler Anderson wasn't great, but the bullpen also flip-flopped first game they were great second game they weren't great and the bats are still hitting pretty decent I think that the Rockies have to like where the lineup's out right now and they're set to get Daniel Murphy back very soon if I had to put my money on it considering he was in the dugout today isotopes are on the road I think he gets activated tomorrow I think he is in the lineup in that two hole tomorrow I think they option back down um, Jeff Hoffman and I think that they roll with that. Originally, I thought that he would get sent down for Pat Vileka, but it seems that my prediction skipped a step. Pat Vileka gets sent down for Jeff, Jeff Hoffman, and now Hoffman, I think, gets sent down for Daniel Murphy tomorrow. They add him in the two-hole. That's going to be able to extend their lineup a little bit. They'll have Blackman one, Murphy two. Then they'll have Nolan, Story, Dahl, and then the rest of the lineup they need production from. But if they're able to have that top five, and have Murphy back in the lineup. He's an on-base machine in his career. Um, that's a great addition for them. Um, and he was able to come back before he was scheduled to. He was originally slated to come back towards the middle of next month, towards the end of next month, um, somewhere in that range. So he's going to make it back early. Um, great sign for them. It's not a guarantee. It hasn't been announced officially yet that he'll be back tomorrow. But considering he was in the dugout today and they were running with a three-man bench, um, as far as hitting goes, with one of them being Walters, um, that's hard to deal with, and it showed because they had to hit Hoffman despite his day being over um, in the bottom of the fifth. That's not something I think Bud Black would ever choose to do in a regular circumstance. So I bet you with Hoffman's, Hoffman's, Hoffman's done. He's He did his job. Now he'll go back down, and Murphy will come back up, and I think it'll be a great addition for them. Um, they go one and one. Um, like I said, they've still won seven of their last nine. They're still looking to win their win their third series in a row tomorrow. Um, and they will have Herman Marquez on the mound versus Anibal Sanchez. Um, and Marquez's last start was a little was a little weird. He had an infection in the left side of his mouth. It was in his back molar. Um, had to take medication. Didn't get much sleep. Had his whole entire face was very sore. Um, still had a decent start, five innings, 10 hits, two earned. Um, he should be better this time around against the Nationals lineup that features quite a few righties in it. Um, he'll probably have a couple problems with Juan Soto, 
um, the young lefty for the Nats. Um, but overall, he should have a pretty good outing, I would think. Wilmer Defoe likely gets back in the lineup as a switch hitter. Um, but overall, on the year, 2.25 ERA and five starts. He only has 30 Ks in 32 innings, which actually should go up. Considering he averaged 12 Ks per nine in the second half of last year, that K number should go up. I don't know if he gets back to that 12 per nine, um, but right now he's under nine per nine. Um, so I think that that number definitely rises a little bit. I don't see I don't see a reason why why you shouldn't expect those why you shouldn't expect them to go back up, especially after you had that start in San Francisco, uh, the complete game nine K game. Um, even that game, he probably lacked lacked the type of you know strikeout out output that he usually will have. Um, so he should be better. Um, on the other end, Anibal Sanchez, uh, his last start um, against Miami, five and a third, five hits, three earned, and he had four walks and six Ks. Um, he's been a he's been a real journeyman. I mean, he's been on he's been on four clubs already. Um, last year was his last start in Coors Field. Uh, five innings, seven hits, two earned. Pitching for the Braves. The Braves ended up losing that game three to two. Um, it, overall in his career against the Rockies, though, a 2.28 ERA and seven starts. Uh, that's really good. He only has two starts at Coors, 3.46, which is still a very good uh, ERA at Coors. Um, he's not a fireballer. He's not going to bring to the table any, you know, ridiculous heat, nothing like that. He's just a, he's a savvy veteran who spots his pitches pretty well, has a decent breaking ball. Um, so they'll be tasked with trying to get after him, but with Marquez on the mound against him, they really have the upper hand as far as starting pitching goes. Um, whether they can capitalize on that, it's, I mean, it's anyone's guess. As far as previous appearances, Daniel Murphy, who could come back tomorrow, as I was saying, is actually 8 for 17 in his career against Sanchez. He's hit for the cycle in those eight hits. Uh, he's got a double, triple, and a homer against him, as well as five singles, uh, four RBIs. He's been great against him. Um, David Dahl, two for two. Um, can't get much better than perfect. Um, Charlie Blackman, 0 for four. Ian Desmond actually has the most exposure against him. 36 at-bats, only nine hits, though. Um, hasn't been amazing against him, but that's one for four. That's 250. I mean, you you could do worse than that. I mean, and Ian Desmond has proven that you can do a lot worse than that. Um, the Rockies likely, I was as I was saying, Dahl's probably back in the lineup tomorrow. Tapia probably hits the hits the pine unless they choose to go with Tapia instead of Desmond, which is also a possibility. Um, but I think Daniel Murphy gets back in the lineup. That would shift McMahon over to second unless they choose to go with Hampson um, on maybe give Ryan an off day. Um, but their lineup should look something like uh, Blackman leading off, Murphy 2, Nolan 3, Story 4, Dahl 5, um, probably Desmond 6. Um, after that, I mean, it's it's kind of anyone's guess, I guess. Um, they'll probably have McMahon, well, probably McMahon 6, Desmond in that 7 range, and then Walters, who traditionally catches Marquez, especially with Ionetta out. Um, but overall he is kind of his personal catcher and Freeland gets Ionetta. Um, that should be about what they're looking at lineup wise. Um, they'll have, if they do bring Murphy back, 
They'll have a four-man bench. Um, they'll have Drew Butera. They'll have Rymel Tapia, Garrett Hampson. Um, so they'll be a little more a little more set on the bench um, if they're able to send down Hoffman. Um, overall, they should be able to pull that one off, especially with that pitching mismatch, as I was talking about. Um, hopefully Murphy comes back. If he doesn't, he should almost assuredly be in that next series um, over the weekend against the Brewers. Um, I'm always asking you guys to send me questions on Twitter. I got a few this week. Um, be sure to keep sending those in. I always like to answer them, uh, kind of to the best of my ability. I won't have, you know, answers to anything existential, anything, you know, out of my realm of knowledge. But as far as covering the Rockies, I can, I can answer just about anything. Uh, this first one is really interesting. Um, with the struggles our pitching staff has been experienced, wouldn't it be worth our time to look into signing Dallas Keuchel? Being an extreme ground ball pitcher makes him a good fit at course, plus he would bring veteran leadership and stability to the rotation. Everything you said makes 100% sense. I mean, he's he's an amazing ground ball guy. In his best year, in his Cy Young year, he had a 61% ground ball rate. Um, he's been throwing 80 to 90 pitch bullpens while he's been waiting to get signed. And in that Cy Young year, he had a 2-4 ADRA, in 232 innings, 216 Ks. Um, he hasn't had a year like that since, but I think he would offer a lot more certainty than a guy like Antonio Sensatella, a guy like Tyler Anderson, a guy even like Chad Bettis. Um, he would offer a lot more stability. Um, he doesn't get roughed up a ton. Um, he's always gonna kind of be a you know sub four ERA guy, which is you know more than you can more than you can hope for with Anderson at least if you're the Rockies. Um, I personally pitched it in my article last week. I think it's a it's it's it would be a great move. I'm kind of surprised he still hasn't gotten signed yet. Um, but the Rockies payroll is just below 150 million, and he's asking for a qual he's asking for a one year deal all over the qualifying offer. Um, the qualifying offer obviously is 17.9 million. So to give him a one year deal, probably around 20 million. Um, that would push the Rockies payroll up to about 170. I don't know if they're comfortable with that. Um, Dick Mumford has said multiple times he's willing to spend good money on the players. He's willing to spend an allotted amount of their revenue on players. Um, I think 170 million is pushing it a little bit. If for some reason they were able to rid themselves of an Ian Desmond contract and a, you know, Desmond and a prospect for you know, something tiny. They would need to attach a pretty decent prospect. Um, maybe they clear up the money to go after something like that, but I don't think they do that in time. And Jeff Bridich has, Jeff Bridich, excuse me, has really shown no interest whatsoever in Dallas Keuchel from the offseason toward till now. Um, I think it would take a very astronomical injury for them to actually consider going after Keuchel. I personally think it could be a decent move. Um, but that's just me playing, you know, armchair GM. I don't, I don't know the exact financial ramifications that would come with that, especially as far as the team's overall revenue and what percentage that would be. Um, but I do agree. He would be a great fit ground ball wise. He has never pitched at cores. Um, so it is kind of do to be determined if he would actually be a good fit at course. He is a good ground ball guy. But he's never pitched at Coors, and it's kind of a different animal. Um, people like to say, oh, Coors Field, the, it's just an excuse for the national media. 
I mean, I get it. The, the Rockies are never going to get the kind of respect they probably deserve. Um, but it, it's a factor. I mean, every year they're in the top five in ballpark factor. And it, I, I blame it more on the ballpark itself than the elevation or the altitude. Um, as far as, as far as the dimensions of the ballpark, the outfield is absolutely ginormous. Um, so to pitch in front of that outfield is a huge problem for a lot of pitchers. That's why you see the ERAs rise and that's why you see the averages rise is because of the dimensions of the park rather than just the thin air. Um, I mean, Arizona has thin air as well. They're going to produce runs every year, um, at Chase Field, uh, just install the humidor themselves. It's just a product of the dimensions. Um, at this point, I think that it's it's kind of it's proven that that's kind of what happens when players move to Colorado. Um, but yeah, I think I think he'd be a great innings eater, great veteran guy. But I just I don't see it happening, barring any huge injury, any huge circumstance. I mean, if it, if you know, God forbid, one of their top three were to go down, um, then they maybe explore something like that but I think at that point with their record where it's at um I think that that win now window would kind of close for 2019 if one of their big three goes down with a severe injury um but yeah I think great great pitcher great question um I just don't think it's gonna happen next one is Ryan McMahon's first base glove legal looks huge on the telecast I have to agree. I have watched, you know, many, many replays in the press box. As far as the TV, it does look huge. I will promise you that in person standing next to him, it is completely regulation. Um, Wilson, first base glove, kind of a cool color scheme to it. Black with the dark brown, um, kind of similar to a first base glove I actually had in high school. Um, pretty cool glove. I do the one the one interesting note about it is it's still not fully broken in. You'll see McMahon and BP almost every day just pounding at it. He still doesn't have it completely broken in. Um and with the with the price and the quality of leather of some of those gloves now that the major leaguers have, um totally makes sense why it's not completely broken in. Um I totally get it. Um but thanks for sending in the questions, guys. Hopefully we get some more in next time. Uh good questions. Be feel Feel free to ask anything like like you just noticed. I'm not going to say names. Um, I'll just read questions. Be sure to listen in for the answers. Um, I just I want to know what you guys want to know. And that's why I say, you know, leave us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts and leave some suggestions. Hey, I don't like this. Hey, I do like this. Um, just let us know kind of how you're feeling um, overall about the podcast. Um, once again, some amazing written content on the website my recap of their latest losses up um, as well as a feature on Jeff Hoffman prior to his start and Anila was able to publish a Daniel Murphy feature um, yesterday about kind of his impact on the lineup overall um, very good piece um, I was able to publish one this morning about their new winning attitude um, it's really come along and talking to players they had some huge frustrations during that streak not necessarily panic, but there was some frustration in the dugout. So be sure to go read that one. Um, we'll have some more content coming out soon. Should have a feature on Chad Bettis up tomorrow from Anilo Piro. Um, and after the Nuggets season end, we'll have a little more content from most likely TJ McBride and Brandon Ewing. Um, so we'll get a couple more voices in. 
Um, be sure to check out Jenna Garcia's pre-game and post-game videos as well. She normally does them with Anilo. Very good. Um, be sure to check those out as well. And just continue to listen in. Continue to give suggestions. And I'll talk to you next time, baseball fans. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.